Good afternoon and welcome in to Cup of Joe Midday Madness. Big shout out to Martin and Xavier Houston for getting this day started from 6 until 7. Coach Wimp and Barry Sanderson inside the locker room 7 until 9. Gary Harris 9 to 11. Set it all up for Cup of Joe. No Joe Gaither in the house tonight. Cup today. of Joe without the Joe. Cup of Joe Cup of and John. no Joe. Cup of John. Cup of Hunter. Does it have the same ring? I don't think it really has the same ring to it, honestly. It doesn't. Cup, Cup of John kind of sounds like we're sipping on bathroom juice. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it, didn't didn't have to, a, it didn't have to do me dirty like that, but yeah. Sipping on cleaning products, you know, John? <laughs> oh, jeez. It's, uh, it's that good toilet It's good that good toilet wine going. You it know? sounded better in my head, for sure. It sounded better in my head. But, um, yeah, no Joe Gaither, John Merrifield, Hunter Brantley, Aiden Dallin sitting in with you guys. Uh, we're going to try to get through the day, honestly. Um we are, a lot we of are. a change. A lot of a change. Um, you know, when Joe approached us last week, I think it was Friday or so, um, about doing Tuesday's show, you start to say, oh, well, you, you, the gears start turning in your head. You know what I mean? You're like, oh, well. What are we going to talk about? Yeah, you can't talk about stuff going on right now, which was that Friday or so. And, you know, stuff over the weekend usually covered on Monday's set of shows that we have going on on Tide. And... So you can really only hope for Monday. You're like, oh, man, I really hope Monday has, like, a good news cycle. You know what I mean? Like, Monday evening is that is that sweet spot. So, and we, you know what? My prayers were answered, but I had to be careful for what I wished for because we have both, we have both some, some neutral stuff to talk about, but we also have some, some more, uh, more somber news to talk about as well. But we'll get, we'll get to the somber later. We'll start with a more lighthearted, lighthearted topic. Hunter, what did you what did you want to kick us off with? I just want to say congratulations to Jalen Hurts for winning the NFC yet again. He looks like he's going to go back to the Super Bowl with Aaron Rodgers being traded to the Jets. The Jets, they gave away a lot. They gave away a lot to the Packers. They got a haul and a half. I'll tell you, what was it? Four, five, six, seven picks. John, I don't think any do, players were Do I mentioned. already hear you counting out Sam Howell? I am counting out Sam Howell. I'm counting out Desmond Ritter. I'm not counting out Taylor Heineken. Tyler effing Heineken. Derek Carr? Derek Carr. No Derek Carr slander. I'm counting out Justin Fields. I'm counting out. The only team I'm not counting out is the 49ers. I think their defense is good enough to give the Eagles a run for their money. But, you know, quarterback situation, is Brock Purdy going to be the same as he was last year? But, yeah, yeah, no Aaron Rodgers in the NFC, John. No, I can't believe, you know, I'm I'm more shocked that it got done eventually. This was one of those, it was perfectly set up to not get done uh, because, you know, they, they talk about it. They talk about it so soon and you don't, it, you know, there's whispers that, oh, it's already done anyway. Don't worry about it. But Aaron Rodgers is one of those guys where you never really know what he's going to do, even when he says he's going to do something. This wasn't a Rodgers thing. This was Goods Goods doing a Rodgers, what Rodgers has been doing to Goods Goods for years. Honestly, like I'm, I'm still, I'm, I'm, I'm even surprised that it got done, but I was, I thought it would if it was to be done, it'd be done closer to draft day or on draft day. So we are two days away, but um, the Jets do get Rodgers. They also get a first round pick this year. They so get they, the fifteenth, fifteenth, fifteen or so. One of those mid to late yeah. round teen picks makes sense. Yeah. So basically, they the, the Jets 15th. and the Packers swap thirteen and fifteen. So now the Packers pick at thirteen. They get a. I'm, I'm surprised they keep a first round pick. Out of all this, uh, out of all this, um, yeah, me too. I figured they get the nonsense. first from this year, first from next year, maybe a first from yeah, two so years Packers, down the road. The Packers get that Jets first pick, 
they get a second round pick, they get a sixth round pick, and then 2024, they get a second round pick that becomes a first round pick. It's one of those weird asterisk picks. He's got to play 65% of the season, yeah. That becomes a first round if he plays 65% of the snaps, which, which he, he probably will. will. So it'll be another first round pick. Yes. And I, and I think the reason this isn't quite the haul that people might have expected for somebody of the caliber of Aaron Rodgers is, He's 39 years old. Rodgers also made it abundantly clear he is not playing for the Green Bay Packers, and the Jets are taking on, it sounds like, the entirety of that albatross of a contract. Also, he just didn't play that well last season. He really didn't. Like, this was one of the, this was one of the, um, I won't say like worse, but it was one of, it was definitely not, and I don't know if you can chalk it up to him being, uh, like just done with the Packers really and just being like, uh, oh, whatever happens, happens. I'm just going to go out there and throw. Um, just not his, not one of his better seasons though. Not having Devontae Adams, I think killed him a lot. And then having new receivers, guys, you didn't really know, you didn't really know Christian Watson or Lazard or any of those guys. You knew Dobbs, I think a little bit. Randall Cobb. Randall Cobb. I think Randall Cobb was there. <laughs> he for kind of showed up. Yeah. And the only guy I really knew was Tunyon, the tight end. And he's mediocre at best tight end. I feel like I believe he so, got shipped off somewhere too. Tunyon did. Yeah. And so. then Valdez Scantling left too. So that's another guy he didn't have from last year or two years ago. So he was playing with a bunch of guys he didn't really know. And I think he threw him under the bus a lot the whole season talking about uh not knowing the plays not knowing the audibles so but that's just typical Aaron being Aaron if you ask me he was definitely quick to place blame and um but I mean Rogers this is like some pent-up like frustration though because they have never really well besides Devontae Adams he is like begging for a target basically every offseason and he's begging for some more help <laughs> offensively and you just you run him out there with guys who you don't know, like guys who they can pick up off the side of the street. You don't even know who these dudes that he's running out there with. And so I thought, like, to go off that, I thought the 2020 draft when they took Jordan Love, I think they traded up to get Jordan Love. And I think Aaron, he was probably sitting on his couch saying, okay, finally, we trade now. We're about to get a receiver. I don't know if CD was still – I don't think CD was on the – clock yet. I think CD had already been gone and get drafted, so same thing with Devontae. But when the draft car came in and Commissioner Goodell read out Jordan Love, I can imagine Aaron Rodgers, you know, this... Uh, That's when he knew. Uh, yeah, he knew it was over, but what's it, the kind of... Can't think of the word I'm looking for, but you imagine the drinking water, the, the spit take. take. The spit take, yeah, the spit take, yeah. Uh, the spit take, him just drinking the water and Jordan Love? Are you kidding me? Jordan freaking Love? Judy was I need gone. a receiver. Ruggs was gone. Lamb was gone. Jalen Rager was gone. Not that that's worked out. <laughs> Justin Jefferson was gone. Brandon Ayuk was gone. The only other option they really had there that they could have taken was T. Higgins. But that I don't know bad. that T. Higgins was really... All, he was all more that. of a second-round grade anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Like he, he had already kind of... That he'd been written out of the first round, so. But T's a really good hindsight, too. you know. But that, but you can't, can't, you can't, you can't game, play hindsight. You know? No. And, um, well, now it's Jordan Love time, I guess. <laughs> like, Jordan Love has not really done anything, especially Green Bay fans. If Jordan Love is your guy now, he's not really done anything to kind of wow you. And he got and his, his chance. In his, in his, um, quality minutes that he's played in that one game or so that he started. But what had, what had Rodgers done to wow anybody? That's true. All Rodgers had done is in the first time he went in to fill in for Brett Favre, looked like dog poop. 
So maybe maybe the, the prerequisite is to play like dog poop in your first appearance or so. Right. And you're going to turn into some Hall of Fame And then you're going to win four MVPs in a Super Bowl. Right. But then Rodgers had consistently shown progress every other time he came in. And then that first year as a full-time starter, he didn't look like he was anything worth writing home about. But it's what they what he became. And I think Jordan Love is already showing himself to be on that track of like, okay, looked like dog water, played like dog water, then comes in and looks marketably better. Still not ready to be a franchise quarterback, but marketably better. And then you gotta give him this year and next, he the Packers might be about to do it again, man. You already think they're writing him off. No, quite the opposite. I think Jordan Love is ready to. Oh, you think, you think he's going to be really I, I good? Think I think he'll be serviceable for sure. But I don't know if he's, he's definitely won't be as good as Aaron Rodgers. I don't think. That's hard to do because Aaron Rodgers, just as a raw prospect and talent, was even better than Brett Favre. Four MVPs later, second most of all time. When you've had two QBs for, how was it, like 30-something, 30 30-odd 30 years or so? And you got two Super Bowls to show for it. Exactly. But, but this new change, man, it, it is a... It is a it is a weird spot for the Packers to be in. Um, I think they might finish last in the North. No, I think they will. No, I, think, I wouldn't be surprised if they finished last in the North. No. Honestly, I think I think Chicago is still. You think oh, Chicago? Yeah, an opportunity to slander the Bears on Joe's oh, show. He's not here to stop. Oh, Chicago's going to come in last place in the <laughs> NFC North. I'm still going to be the laughing stock of the NFL. Like they still have they still have many more holes, I believe, than the Packers do. Um, I kind of want to talk. I want to talk about the check. I want to talk about the Jets, though. I do want to talk about the Jets. How this affects them? We know the Jets are a. I would say a decent team. They, they I were, think they're really good right now. They were a good quarterback away from being like a contender. I would say. But how how far does Aaron Rodgers get you? We talked about his age. We talked about um, you know kind of the person he is, the off the field stuff. Um, how locked in is he going to be? And is this just another? Brett Favre situation from however long ago that was. I think he's and, definitely and playing. Plus, plus, sorry to cut you off. This is a, uh, a way stacked AFC East. That's what I was going to say. It's definitely a stacked AFC East with Allen and Tua and Mac Jones, if you want to throw him into that category. I know Joe wouldn't, but I will for sure. But it's going to be weird seeing him in Green and not in Green Bay. But I think he can definitely make some noise in that AFC East. I may be wild card sneaking into the playoffs, but I think the AFC East still runs through Buffalo and Josh Allen at Orchard Park. So, I mean, they got a lot of young guys too. And Aaron did work good with young guys last year. We saw with Christian Watson and Alan Lazard, like I mentioned earlier. So is it going to be the same thing or is it going to change up? Is it going to be more motivated to get those guys involved, to hang out with them off the field, to, you know, know the audibles and everyone be on the same page. So there's a lot to, there's a lot to hadn't been seen yet with him going to New York. So it's going to be interesting to see what happens. But I think they can definitely make a run in the playoffs for sure. They have the team. They got a good defense, Quentin Williams, Sauce Gardner. So they got the guys. They got the studs on that side of the ball. I, I, I think this AFC AFC East. is not as stacked as it was for Brett Favre. It might be more overall competitive, but Miami wasn't completely dysfunctional the way the Bills were. And the Jets at the time were a really bad team that Brett Favre was walking into. They were atrocious. Aaron Rodgers was going to a much better Jets organization than Brett Favre did. And that's just an objective fact. Additionally, I get the sense that Aaron Rodgers is going to look a lot more like Minnesota Brett Favre than New York Brett Favre. That's fair. I mean, I 
I kind of agree with that too. Um, there's nothing that he's shown really. Even I talked, I just dog him for his last season, but in Minnesota, even, that, even no, 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 or I just dogged Rodgers in his last season in Green Bay, but even that, it wasn't terrible. It wasn't terrible, but I would say that I, I, I would agree with Aiden Saban more. Minnesota, Minnesota far of what he do. He got to the NFC championship game, right? Against my Saints and, you know, the bounty I gate. Mean, we, he was, he was we, just we that him. last interception away from going to the Super Bowl. We broke him basically. You know, we, we roughed him up a little Y'all bit. Y'all gave him a good game. We did. And he still almost beat properly. us. He still almost beat us though. Yeah. Crazy. Was that the year y'all went to the Super Bowl and yes, beat Tracy was. Porter? That was pick that, six. The other those way. were the good old days, as I like to say. Now we have Derek Carr. I don't want. To, I don't want to get into the. I don't want to get into the Saints. I'll, I'll get sad. But no, I don't think you're as as bad of a spot as you think you are. But let's put that on the back burner. Well, it's it's bad compare, comparatively to when Drew Brees was here and everything. You, when you've known that for so long, like I, I sat through Andy Dalton and Ian Book and. Company, so you know, very competent we, we, quarterbacks. When, when when you were on the Andy, when you were on the Andy top, Dalton would be the third best quarterback that's ever played for my team. <laughs> Andy Dalton, what a guy. Um, where is he? Carolina now. Anyways, anyways, yeah, I think he's with Carolina. Rogers, New York Jets, um, Super Bowl. Maybe uh, uh, I, I think it's already still I, I see this being a Mark Sanchez AFC Championship type team. Oh wow. Where the, the team or they can make of, it to the championship and lose to the Colts. It's a well-rounded enough team that they have a legitimate shot. Maybe more so if they weren't in the most lopsided conference in all of professional football. Yeah, I mean, when you go when you go down that list of best quarterbacks in the league, <laughs> how long do you go before you get to a? Well, you have Jalen Hurts. How long do you go before you hit another NFC quarterback? They are really all. Most of most of them are yeah. AFC quarterbacks. That's what I'm saying. That's why I think Jalen Hurts has a cakewalk to the Super Bowl yet again. I mean, the 49ers are the only competition I can see right now, just because of the defense is so good. But they got to figure out their quarterback situation themselves. So, but if like, you can go down, I feel like one list. of us could play quarterback for the 49ers. Yeah. As good as that's yeah. Yeah. Really. Did Matt Stafford stop playing football or something? Did uh, Did Baker Mayfield not look like a legitimate quarterback at any point last season with the Rams? Did uh, did we just completely forget that Jared Goff and Dan Campbell's Motor City Detroit Lions are still there? Is Kirk Cousins not playing football? Oh, but Kirk, Kirk is Cousins. Justin Jefferson not catching footballs anymore. <laughs> Kirk is so Kirk is Kirk so in prime time. Bad. Kirk in prime time. He just disappears. I'm sorry. He's gonna get LASIK one of these days, and that's gonna stop. Well, that's what I thought about Jameis Winston too, and it didn't change him at all. I, I got fooled. Uh, I thought you know he had that thirty thirty vision. That thirty touchdown, thirty interception season. I was like, "Oh, the Lakers going to change him. He just needs the eye surgery." And no, he was still it was still pretty James, bad. Though. Okay, I need to stop bringing up the Saints though. Um, but no, like Jalen Hurts, like the 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 Green Bay Pack, the, like the Packers were always they were always like a solid team. They were they were you would never, especially last season, you never really thought they were going to contend, but they could always sneak in. They were the decent. Playoffs. They were a decent. They're team. always decent with Rodgers there, though. And all these other teams that I think Aiden just mentioned, like they're so they're so iffy. Like we saw good seasons from them last year, but like especially the Vikings, like they're so off and on. 
and they have been. It's not like they've been consistently good, really. Especially been, in prime time, you know, Ken Kirk, he just like I said, he disappears when in, the lights get bright and just he turns into a, a different player. Poor so. Kirk, man, he's gonna he's gonna he's gonna win a string of prime time games eventually, but his time's running out though. I still have faith in the guy. I was, how is Homeboy not in his prime? I'm, I, I don't even think quarterbacks hit their prime. Would you call this his prime? I, I think he's. I think he's in his prime. I think you have to call this his prime. I think it, it doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't get prime. much better than this, right? We're on the outset of his prime. So you think we've passed it? We've passed our we're out to get into it. Kirk Cousins' prime? Cousins, yes. How old is Kirk Cousins? He's only like 32. 30. I thought he was like 28, 29. No, 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 no. He was drafted in 2012 with RG3. Okay, yeah. That makes more sense, yeah. I didn't know he was. I don't know. He's that old. 30s, though. Younger thirties is young for a quarterback. Maybe, yeah, maybe he can get better. Actually, this is what I'm talking about, man. Give Kevin O'Connell ten minutes. <laughs> I just, I, I'm, I don't know. I, I won't place all my eggs in the Vikings basket. I'll say that though. Definitely not going to take that one to the bank at all. <laughs> Definitely not bank. taking that to the bank. Not gonna, not gonna bet the house on that one. I'm not gonna bet the house on. Would you bet the house on your, on your Falcons? Oh. Only if we let Heineke start. I think I can get an amen from Aiden Dolans behind the glass. All the amens, brother. Hallelujah, amen, all of it. Martin Houston, send me more synonyms. I saw, <laughs> I saw the... Um, Praise I saw, God. It might have been... I, I don't know who it was. It might have been Aiden. I saw a um, jersey swap, though, of Heineke and a Falcons jersey. I, I, I had a good laugh, though, because I was like, oh, poor guy, man. He looked clean, though. Those Falcons uniforms, they are they very nice. They do look clean. They do look clean, but I think we can maybe contend in the South... Probably not making the playoffs. I don't think we have the defense or the weapons yet for that, or the quarterback for that matter. As good as Aiden thinks Taylor Heineke is, I just don't think he's good enough to get us to the playoffs. But playing in the South was really okay, enough this year. Playing in the South is really going to help this year. I'm not writing us off because we do play in a weak division this year. So I'm not, I'm not like I said, I'm not going to write us off at any point in time. Derek Carr is going to give you a rude awakening. That's all I'm saying. Even Bryce Young might my, my, uh Bryce Young going to catch these hands, too, the Derek Carr hands. <laughs> Bryce Young, uh, I think he'll surprise people. But we're going to take our first break. Um, pretty good first segment going on here. The Derek Daniels State Farm Hotline is open at 205-342-9904. If you want to call in. our friend Alf. Alf is on the side of the break. Oh, Alf. We've got Alf on the other side of the break. Can't wait for that. You're listening to Cup of Joe minus the Joe here on Tide 100.9 on this Tuesday afternoon. 100.9 Tuscaloosa weather. The sky partially sunny this afternoon. The high today 74. Increasingly cloudy tonight below 56. Cloudy tomorrow. A good chance of rain by afternoon. The high 71. Thursday showers and a few strong thunderstorms likely with a high at 76. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 65 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Coming up, Coming up. on the game with Ryan Fowler. Coming up on the Tuesday edition of the game. We'll continue our recap of Alabama's A-Day. We'll talk to Mike Dettelier about the upcoming NFL draft. We'll talk about the latest buzz surrounding who's going to be the number one overall pick with Mike Dettelier. Coming up starting at 2 o'clock here on the game on Tide 100.9, the home of Alabama Crimson Tide Sports. The longest-running sports program in Tuscaloosa. The game with Ryan Fowler. Weekdays from 2 to 6 p.m. on Tide 100.9. And streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. The best station in the state breaking down Alabama sports. Tide 100.9. And streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Joke! Oh! 
Cup of Joe, midday madness. No, Joe Gaither in the house. I guess he went up to Green Bay to trial for their open quarterback spot. Or they might just ride it out with Jordan Love. I don't know. Joe is actually uh, serving a suspension. Serving a suspension? Yes. Oh, no. Indefinitely. Indefinitely suspended. Or do we know why? Has that been no, made no, clear yet? No, no, no. No, no suspension. No, no suspension. We're just playing. We're just Nice playing. little vacay. He'll be back, though. He's on don't vacation worry. playing golf. He might be playing with Justin Fields and maybe Darnell Mooney. I don't know. You think he went that far north? You think he I don't think golf that big. I don't think golf that big in North River with uh, Nick Saban, Christian Miller, and Wim Sanderson. He could have been. Could be. He very, he very well could have been. Um, let's head out to the Derek Daniel State Farm Hotline. We have Alf calling in. Alf, how's it going, man? Hey, Alf, Alf. What's, what's happening? Hey, how's it going, man? Hey, listen, I want uh, want everybody to. Gather around the campfire and let uh, let let old Alf tell you some stories here. Number, All right, story time one. with Alf. Well, that's it. Uh, number one, uh, I've got some optimism. I'm also a fan of the team down at place of the Superdome, and uh, I've got some I've got some optimism. I'm just kidding. that's all that's all I want to say. I like There's to hear that. There's a lot that. of things that happen in the voodoo, you know, when you get down there and all that. Uh, number two, I cannot wait for Joe to find out. Uh, that y'all y'all said his bear is going to be buried deep in his division, uh, and the number number three is uh, the 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 three best players in the NFL are number one is the guy that's in the final year of his contract. He's number one. He's always the best player. Number two is the guy that has a chip on his shoulder because everybody says he's not good anymore. And then number three is the guy that gets traded to another team that he was at for a long time. And so uh, you've got. A guy going to New York Jets that that meets two of those three criteria, and we already know he holds a grudge. He hasn't talked to his mom and dad in years because of something that happened in the family. Can you add so an ex, can you add an extra an extra number an extra number in that for a guy yeah, with super yeah, family got? problems? Well, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, look, yeah. Look at Johnny Football. So you so you've got now what you've got is a guy that's going to New York. And I think I think he's got a chip on his shoulder, and I think that he is going to. I would be willing to bet he goes and takes all those wide receivers out to wherever the spiritual place is in the desert or whatever, and he works with them over the summer to to be ready to go when football season starts because he's going to have something to prove. He might all take um, him on a darkness retreat, Alf. Alf, are you insinuating that wide receivers can catch footballs while tripping sack? I, you know, I don't know uh, if, if 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 they will catch the football. Then we need to give it to our wide receivers at Alabama. That's all I'm saying. Especially Jermaine but, Burton. Yeah. So, uh, here, um, but if you remember, if you can remember, and I'm, I'm kind of dating myself here, but when when um, the last quarterback from Green Bay went to both the Jets and Minnesota, he had a huge chip on his shoulder because Green Bay is a very special place to play football. And when you get rejected from Green Bay, which is exactly what he said, you guys nailed it. Uh, when that draft hit, Love got drafted. Uh, I don't think Rodgers, I, I, he had no clue. Because you could tell on his Twitter account, you could tell. Um, and so I, I think that there's a, there's it's like the Steelers. Green Bay and the Steelers are the only teams that are like that, that are just so family-oriented. And it's a family business and all that. And when you get rejected on stuff like that, you're going to have a chip on your shoulders. 
and I'm not a Jets fan. I'm, I'm, you know, in that that division, I'm a two, I'm with Tua. But I think the Jets are gonna. They've got a great defense. You know, they got Williams over there, and they got Mosley. They're a really good defense, and I think that they're going to surprise some people how good they are, or maybe they're not going to surprise people. But I, I think they're going to be better than we're thinking. Yeah, I think it could definitely happen. But again, you got to go through Josh Allen. You got to go through the man that's run that division the last two or three years. And I just, I don't know if I'm sold that the Jets can do that. They don't have that much playoff experience other than Aaron. So, I mean, it could happen, no. yes, but I'm not sold but on I, it for sure. I, I think we need to set our ceiling too because I'm not, you know, I'm not Greenberg. I don't, I don't think they're going to the Super Bowl or whatever, you know. Uh, but I think that you, you know, you got at least two spots that, that could go in the playoffs in that division. And I think the Jets could make the playoffs and maybe even win a game. And I, I think that that would be success, don't you? Uh, for the New York, giving up all those draft picks to get Rodgers, it, it, a win in the playoffs, I think that's a, that's a big deal in New York. Yeah, I think so. I think seven seeds, six seeds is what they're looking at right now to make the playoffs. I think Buffalo will win the East. I think Jaguars will win the South. Chiefs and Bengals will be the four division winners. And then there's three yeah, wild card teams. And I, Jets, they really got a good shot at being one of those teams in the wild card. Five right, I think they can get it. They get there at number five. And then, then it's all about leadership. And I think Aaron Rodgers, for all he is, he is a he was an excellent leader until the last couple of years. Well, yeah, last few years of his, his career there. So, hey, guys, really entertaining show. I'm loving listening to it. Oh, so thanks so much uh, for the dropping of, of the knowledge, man. Thank you for the call. All right. Well, now that we've kind of gotten old A-Rod out of the way, bless his heart. Poor guy. We gave him all the attention he wanted. End of an era. End of an era for real. Now that we've cried all our tears, let's move on to... Another another pretty notable sporting event, NBA playoffs going on right now. Our man Albert Osorio just walked in. Man, how about Jimmy Buckets last night, Big Al? 56. Yes. Was that the best performance from a Miami Heat player in the playoffs you've ever seen? Yes, sir. 56 points. The last time an NBA player scored 56 points in an NFL. Not NFL, NBA playoff game is Charles Barkley in 1994. This dude. Charles Barkley sucks. Sorry to catch you off, but he is not good. Uh, oh yeah, he even said that he said the Heat suck. Like, like I believe when they were losing, he's better in than legal women in San Antonio, though. <laughs> yeah, I, I believe. He's, fair enough. Fair enough. He said that sometime in the playing tournament, but man, he, he's gonna have regrets saying that now. But um, yeah, man, J- Jimmy Butler is a huge team player. He he knows um. He knows when to carry. He knows when to lead. And, um, you know, he even said, um, in a, in a quote like earlier in the, in the regular season that, you know, he's tired of seeing the Heat lose and he wants to change the game. So that way that he can make, make a deep playoff run. And they might just do that. But however, they're only up three and one. They need one more win and the Heat's going back to Milwaukee. So they must do everything they can to, um, to handle the crowd noise in Milwaukee like they did in game one. Yeah, now that I'm thinking about it, that game is definitely up there with LeBron's game six against the Celtics when they were down 3-2. I think LeBron's was way better because of his elimination game. You know, you still got more games to play even if you don't win that. But theoretically, the series is over if you don't defend your home court and go up 3-1, especially being the eighth seed and all the injuries they have. So, yeah, it was good to see Jimmy Butler go out and drop a 56-piece, but I don't know if he can do it again, Big Al. I mean, they're up 3-1. Of all the series that are 
But uh, they're up 3-1 that are up 3-1. The Heat, they're definitely the most likely to blow the 3-1 lead. Well, yeah, but they also have other players. I mean, Jimmy Butler is a is a very significant player. But take a look at Max Struess. Um, he ever since um after that down game um versus Atlanta in the play-in tournament, he has been on fire every other game. So Max Struess will will be a big factor heading into next game. Duncan Robinson has also been on fire. My look alike, well. Duncan he Robinson. Just, he just um. He just bursted when he came into the playoffs, and you know, man, he's he is just on fire from three. So I, I think he will also be a another player. But yeah, players players will step up, and you know, um, that's pretty much all it takes for the Heat to advance. You worried so, about Giannis dropping forty uh, back home in Milwaukee? That that's gonna that's gonna be a tough take right here. I mean, Giannis is a really good player, but. And one thing that the Heat don't have that the Bucks do is size and depth. So, like, like the Bam Adebayo is six nine, and um, Giannis is six eleven, and Brooke Lopez is seven zero. So, what How's they Giannis do doing is, off that injury? He had twenty six points, and that was the main thing. I like isn't that I, kind of a down night for him? It is. It is, it is mostly, but yeah, I mean. 10 boards, 13 assists. He, so he had a triple-double. So the guy's doing everything. He, he probably, knowing him, he's probably rushing back from the injury anyway because that's just the kind of dude he is. He's not going to take games off, really, especially in the playoffs. So I I was kind of – I had ridden off Miami, honestly. Like, I do. Like the Giannis injury really kind of just gave them life because, like, Miami is – Jimmy Butler is one of those players who – like, you know he's good, but you never really consider him, like, top 10, top super, 15. Superstar. Really. Yeah. See, he's superstar caliber player. But, like, when playoffs come, he's, like, a whole new dude. He takes it up a notch for sure. He does. He rises to the occasion. That's, like, you got to give it to the dude. Like, he'll just explode. Like, playoff Jimmy is a real thing. Um, up 3-1 now, headed back to Milwaukee, like you guys mentioned. Um if you're if you're gonna close it out, you got to do it now because you don't want to give a team like Milwaukee life, um, especially when their best player Giannis still a little bit, maybe a little bit battered from that injury, that back injury. That's no joke. Like that's your whole like body of movement. Really, it all kind of starts with your posture and how you're. There's nothing you can do as a human being that doesn't hurt when your back is injured. Yeah, exactly. Like like outside, even outside of basketball. Everything this guy's doing in his daily life, all the way down to tying his shoes, is painful right Laying now. Laying down to, like, go to sleep. It's like little things, you know. It's like that lower back, especially because he took a hard fall. That's where the back injury came from. He went up for, I don't remember exactly how it went down, but somebody, he might have went up for a shot or something and, like, came down hard. Uh, he left the game. I think he tried to come back and play, but he ended up leaving, missed the next game or so, the next game or two. But... um Talk about the other game that went on last night as well, the Lakers. It's a block party in my city. Uh, oh, no. I don't think John. I don't think John Morant's finding the West anymore, boys. Well, you know he's playing hurt too. Oh, yeah, it's the same th- same injury Giannis had, kind of in the same impact, I guess. Same play. I'm just trying to say. Yeah, but John Morant's a jackass, dunk. so we're gonna make fun of him for it. <laughs> And Dylan Brooks. I think the Grizzlies in general are just a very hateable team. They are. They have to be the most hated team. 
Well, the Warriors are up there too. People can't yeah, say I can't stand I don't them. I like the Warriors. This, the young Dolph. I don't think he would have supported this. This is not what he deserves. Um, Lakers ended up pulling it off, one seventeen, one eleven. They go up three one in their series. Um, LeBron continues to uh, define all the father time. All How the, about that and one um, in overtime? That that was an absolutely crazy moment for him at thirty eight years old. I wonder if Dylan Brooks still thinks LeBron's old. Unfortunately, him or Ja didn't speak to the media last night after their loss. I guess they were crying. I don't know, in the locker room. Didn't talk to the media last night. It'd be interesting to see what Dylan had to say. Uh, if LeBron's still old or is he washed or whatever the case may be. I he wish didn't the play NBA made, made them at least like Marshawn Lynch that, where they've got to at least go out there and pull some. I'm just here so I don't get fired. they got to at least crap. go out there and stand <laughs> right. out yeah. there. you so. got to show face. you got to be holding back the tears even if you're not saying anything in front of the cameras. you got to face the music, especially when you lose, whether you lose, win. It don't matter. But that's what how the Grizzlies are. When they're winning, they love to run that mouth. And when they're losing, they got nothing to say. That's just the, how they, they are. The blast whoop that trick all the time. It, it's hype, but you know when it gets overused. It's now it's a it's a parade inside my city. The uh, NBA, yeah. the NBA playoffs, and maybe just the NBA in general, is so corny to me. Like, I, like they, there are some corn balls in the end, and I know that you have to have some to kind of keep things entertaining. I'm not sure. saying that it's not entertaining. I'm just saying that, like, some of these people are so corny. Like, Dylan Brooks is a grade-A cornball, man. And even some of the, the, the stars, in, like, take it back early in the first round, like, not just these two games that we talked about, but uh, when you had you saw, like, a couple ejections going on, like, why are people, why are these dudes all going for nut shots, man? That's what I'm saying. They're not even going for the ball because he had back in going for the wrong the, ball. Right in the nuts. They're going for the wrong type of ball. Last time I checked, you try to steal the ball with your palm facing out, not the other way around. I, I, like, you could talk about Draymond Green, who I think also falls into that. He might have uh, a tear sure. in his own. actually tried to convince everyone that, like, oh, I, you know, I, I'm just not that flexible. No, 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 no. Flexible. You don't I get to make to do that. <laughs> You don't get to make those types of excuses when you have the history, man. And like, thought anyone would buy that. Kept a straight face. But if you do, him for that. If you do go back and watch it, though, I'm 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 with Draymond on it. Well, not with the stomp, obviously, but like he was like he did get his he did get his leg grabbed. And homeboy got a tech for it. Yeah. All right. Rightfully so. So let him get the tech and move on. Why do you life. need to like click your heels and give him like the the heel stomp? I don't understand. Like that's like if I just hit you in the back and then you get a chair and just throw it at me. The NBA is not WWE. Like all, all these players throwing kicks and everything. Like let's take it to another game. The the Seventy Sixers, right? I Joel said, Embiid. Who would you pay more money to see box box Draymond Green, Logan Paul, or Le'Veon Bell? I want to see. I want to see. Dylan I want to see Le'Veon Bell. I want to see Dylan Brooks and Draymond Green fight. There you go. I think that would be way more entertaining. How much how much, how much do you think Dana White's going to charge for that card? I don't know, but the pre-fight, the trash talk before would be immaculate. It's, It'd just, be it's, it's just all virtual. It's back and forth podcasts. Podcasts. It, it's no it's no actual in-person like pre-fight. The Draymond Green show, yeah. new media it's versus just, Dylan Brooks's yes. whatever podcast he has. No, but like the, the playoffs especially, I don't know why. It's just so corny to me. And I'm... I'm not, I don't have allegiance to a certain NBA team or anything. I'm just like a fan of the sport in general. So it's like, I'm, I'm a non-biased, like, I, I, I have no affiliation with anybody. I'm not, I don't have any hatred really. 
this is coming from a neutral neutral fan perspective. Um, everybody's throwing kicks against each other. Like people, I guess what I'm trying to say is they feel soft to me. All, all these guys, all these stars, they feel so soft. And the MVP of the league, who's going to win MVP, Joel Embiid, he's doing the same so thing. soft, man. You talk about one of the most annoying guys to watch play with all the flopping and all the he threw it. He, he kicked not, somebody. He kicked uh, Nick Claxton of the Nets. He kicked him in the nuts and did not get a. He got a technical, get a tech, but he yeah. did not get an ejection. I think and that was the worst one. That was the worst example. I think it's the track record they keep up with too. Draymond Green kicking Stephen Adams and then doing the same thing to LeBron. I think he did something to Marcus Smart last year in the finals that was worth getting ejected and he didn't get ejected for it. But what I've noticed with Draymond Green is is once he gets the first tech from yelling at officials, he's just going to keep yelling and yelling and yelling even more because they're not going to throw him out because once you get a second tee, you're, you're tossed. So he's just... Once he gets the first tech, it's over. It's free. It's free game on the officials. Nobody say gets, whatever I want. He nobody does that gets, every time he gets a foul, and it, and it's pretty annoying. There is no player who gets as much leeway as Draymond Green. Oh, does. for sure. Um, but exactly, what are you going to do? Like you're not going to throw him out because that's your that's your money maker. Yeah, why, that's why the money maker. Why why is he the money maker? He should, he should because be they out. want the drama. He's a spectacular. Okay, okay. He, he's like we he's said. An instigator. He's, he's in that cornball tier. He's in that cornball area. Like it's not it's not even fun to watch from like a casual fan perspective though. I don't know. Like I, I just think it's goofy. This playoffs is especially it's not really goofy to me. He's not really even really that skilled. He's just running around acting stupid. If you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, it's just it, it's very running frustrating. Into people being clumsy, being dumb. Just why? Just play basketball. It's very fresh. And he's not the only guy guilty yeah, of this, although he is the, the scapegoat for most of the time. So yeah. It definitely does it the most, that's for sure. Yeah. We're going to take our second break. When we come back, we'll find something to talk about. We'll find something. There's got to be. There, there's no There's no sad news at all, right? There, there's nothing nothing going around, especially in here, right, involving a certain certain basketball transfer. Nothing at or all, Or a right? certain Braves pitcher that was so close to a perfect game last night. So close. So close. We'll talk about that on the other side. You're listening to Cup of Joe on Tide 100.9. Square Media Tide 100.9 Sports Update. I'm Kim Rankin with your Tide Sports Update. Alabama men's basketball transfer Jaquan Walton was arrested on Saturday night on marijuana charges. Multiple Alabama football players volunteered at the Tuscaloosa Metro Animal Shelter on Sunday. This has been a Town Square Media Tide 100.9 Sports Update. For more info on these stories and more, download the Tide 100.9 app. The t- Follow the Crimson Tide on their journey to another national championship. On your home for Alabama sports, Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Welcome back in to Cup of Joe Midday Madness. Aiden Dollins, Albert Osorio, John Mirfield. No Joe Gaither. He is currently on the golf course, probably shooting at uh, 101, 102. What do you guys think Joe's shooting right now if he's playing golf? Um, 
No, uh, nothing less than a perfect score. Nothing less than a perfect score. Wow. He, Most, he, he got under 100 at one point this summer. It's been a few months for him. So, you know, I might be a little rusty. Right. You know, I'm, I'm going to give him somewhere in the 115, 120 range, just getting back in the swing of things. That sounds right. Yeah, he loves talking about golf. So, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if um if, if he was actually good in golf. Like, we, we, we have not seen um his skills yet, but, you know, I mean, he's a fun guy to go golfing with. I wouldn't mind going golfing with him either, and I'll, I'll love to learn how to play golf. The, the only whole round of 18 I've ever played in my life was down at the links with Joe and JR for $30. You can go play a round of 18 and get a golf cart at the links down off of Highway 69 South right here in Tuscaloosa. I want to give them a shout-out for being a friend of the show, a friend of Joe's, always giving him the hookup. Um and Joe was pretty much my caddy the whole time. He kind of told me, like, you want to use this club in this situation. You're going to try to do this, put it in this spot. You know, this fairway kind of rolls in this manner. Um, excellent teacher of the game. So Derek Daniels, State Farm Highline is open. If you want to talk about golf, if you want to talk about whatever your heart desires, 205-342-9904. I would love to go golfing someday. I've never, I've never actually played. I've only my only golf experience is Top Golf, and that is so. You can come borrow so my uh, twenty dollars yard sale clubs if you want. Oh, there you I go. I only play mini golf and, and golf simulator as well. And mini, golf mini golf, mini golf is fun though. Mini I do golf like mini golf. Goated. Especially at the beach, perfect atmosphere, perfect time to play you know at the beach. There, you smoke an herbal cigarette of sorts and just <laughs> have a good time. I don't know about all that, but mini golf, yeah, at the beach. Yeah, it'd be a mini golf. Okay. We've avoided it long enough. Let's go ahead and mention him. Let's go to the elephant in the room. You want to do it, Hunter? You want to talk about it? Let's talk about Jaquan Walton. John Mirfield gets caught with marijuana and a loaded gun in his car Saturday night on Reed Street. Really close to the scene of where Darius Miles shot. One street over. One street over, yeah. Very close. What I said. One street over from where the murder of Jamia and Harris was with that involved Darius Smiles and Michael Davis. And that breaks my heart, honestly, to see this. I know Jaquan, he had a lot of talent. Montgomery High School product. I think he went to Carver High School, went to Sheldon State. I think he went to Mississippi State before that. And I was really excited to see him get to play, but now he'll no longer be a student athlete at the University of Alabama. And now that opens up two roster spots, I believe two or three. John, is it two? I believe it's two. So Two roster spots. So. Walton was actually arrested Saturday night, um, but this story kind of broke yesterday, really. Broke Monday. Um, charged with second-degree possession of marijuana, um, which if I can bring up the... How, how, does, how does that work? Is the marijuana, like, next to you, not on your person? Is that when it's in your glove box instead of your pocket? How does yes. second-degree possession work? So... Here is the here's the story. This is on uh, this is from Ryan Phillips of Tuscaloosa Patch. The officers smelled marijuana and asked the three men to exit the car. Front seat passenger Jaquan Walton, 21, of Pike Road in Montgomery County, informed an officer of a loaded firearm under his seat. While retrieving the firearm, the officer noted a rolling tray, a baggie containing approximately 20 grams of marijuana and a half-rolled blunt in the passenger side floorboard. Y'all pulled this man's scholarship over not even a zip? So, <laughs> jeez. <laughs> I don't even know what hey, a zip what, what, how, what much, is, how much is a zip? 28.3 grams. Okay. Not that we would know. Yeah. Not that, not that we would, would know. We no. wouldn't know that at all. No. Um, come, come have a conversation with me. <laughs> you know where to find him. Taylor then said that two 
Two more loaded weapons in the vehicle were found and another baggie containing 12 grams of marijuana that belonged to backseat passenger Cameron Deshaun Harris, 21 of Bessemer. So both were charged with second degree, second degree possession of marijuana and released after posting $500 bond, which is a, so that secondary possession is a class A misdemeanor in Alabama. If found guilty, those found guilty would face up to a year of jail and fines up to $6,000. So. I hate to see it. You really hate to see it because I feel like he was going to contribute a lot for us this year. He could shoot it really well, long, athletic. This was a guy who, yeah, was expected to kind of step in. He was definitely going to be a key contributor for sure. Yeah, he started right right away, really, when you think about it. It further enforces my idea that Bessemer is the Waldorf of Alabama. (laughs) Because he had a good year at Wichita State and maybe can replicate the same stuff that he did at Wichita State. I don't know. Worked with James Rojas, too, so he kind of got the gist of, like, going to Alabama from him. For sure. I think James Rojas, I don't know how much impact or influence he had to get Jaquan there. I don't even know if they talked. He had a few starts. Who? Jaquan? No, Rojas. In, which is oh, yeah, state. but I'm talking about I don't know how much influence James had to get Jaquan to come to Alabama. I think it was just Jaquan on his own deciding because he's from Alabama and he was – I think he was originally committed to Alabama out of high school and went to Mississippi State and decommitted. I just want to feel like I'm not sure. Maybe not. I know we got an offer from Grant – or not Grant, Johnson coming out of high school. But I don't know if he ever committed or not. Yeah, just um, – and, of course – Nate Oates with a quick statement, uh, rather quick statement compared to some of the more recent ones that were Way better than wrong place, wrong time. Yes. Um, Nate Oates releasing a statement with the University of Alabama. Alabama is no longer recruiting Jaquan Walton, and he will not be a student athlete at the University of Alabama. So he was never signed in the first place. I believe it was just a, a verbal commit of some kind or just a Yeah, um, he never commitment. signed the dotted line. So um, just a really bummer of a situation, like you said. Uh, especially what we like getting out of the cloud of everything that happened last season as you know all that legal trouble was finally starting to kind of uh subside and um right back We're to starting it. to settle it and now here it comes right back in our face yeah but. and i i don't really blame nato well, you can't really blame nato in this one yeah uh, it's, it was his own decision and he wouldn't even sign like you said to play basketball for alabama so it wasn't like he was on ship already it's more like of his personal decision to do all that and people you know when you make the wrong decisions like coach Saban says you got to be disciplined and i think nato's handled that situation really well he handled, being it, honest. he handled it just about the only way you could you can't really bring the guy on after that so uh just a sad situation hope he can kind of you know bounce back from it in a way well that's another thing where's he gonna go now you can't really go anywhere after that yeah because you got that court trial you, team, you might get charged what team is gonna yeah if you don't get charged or if you don't face any type of time or anything what team's gonna take the chance and um take take your offer how far into his degree is he can he play at shelton state he already played at shelton state so he can't go back to shelton state wow well, there you go. He can go to, uh, I don't know, probably go to a little mid-major like Rhode Island or Cal State Fullerton or something like that. Mercer, I don't know. I'd assume you have to. Alabama State seems Saint like Mary's a perfect College place. Maryland is a wonderful place. <laughs> well, there you go. Okay, that's enough of the sad stuff. We, we we got the elephant out of the room. Hunter Brantley, I know we have a few minutes left. Do you want to close this out 
with your signature Braves report. The Braves blog is back, and the Braves are back on the winning track. They were on a four-game losing streak until last night. Spencer Strider, I think he was nine outs away from a perfect game, and Matt Olson just had to boot the ball on a ground ball to first base. And then he's going with a no-hitter, and Gene Segura hits a little bloop, of course. Gene Segura, Braves killer. Has to ruin perfect bad game. It too. He did. He bad flip. He bad flip. A bloop single. A Texas leaguer to left field. Yeah. And Marcel Azuna, other than being able to hit field or throw the ball decently, you know, he's not that bad. He's I think he's what oh for his last twenty right now. Yeah, he's a good baseball player. I, I, if he, if you know he could hit or if, if he, he could hit, could run field, or field or he could run. Yeah. For for some of our uh, less perceptive uh, listeners, that's y'all's way of saying. Dude's trash? Dude is trash, yes. Sarcastically saying he is not good at baseball. And I have no idea why he keeps getting at bats right now. Um, I think we'll, I think they'll finally make the move. I'm waiting for the eventually. day, John. I'm waiting for the day. The I think DF, it'll come. I think it'll come eventually. Yeah. They will. DFA. DFA. So they finally Amen. won yesterday. They've been on that four games kid, like you said. Uh, like swept by the Astros. That always stinks. That does suck. But hey, the defending world champions, they were in the game. All three of those games, they had a chance to win and the bullpen just blew it. You unfortunately, unfortunately, nothing, nothing, nothing you can say about that. You can, can you, can you place it on injuries? Can you place it you on? You can, yeah. Michael Harris being out. They're still not at full strength. RC is not there yet. Mike Soroka still in Gwinnett. Uh, who else? Thing that's they, they, they have some bullpen in yeah. here. Like you they, said. We have bullpen. Iglesias isn't there yet. So, you know, they're not 100% yet. We'll see what this team's made of when everyone gets back, their feet up under them, and they're ready to go. Hopefully in the dog days of the summer of June and July. Back in the winning column, win streak of one. They play tonight. They play the Marlins tonight as well, and they have two more games against Miami. So there you go. That is your Braves report, Hunter. Great that job. That is the Braves blogger. That is the Braves blogger. Great job, Hunter. We're going to close out the show. Thank you all so much for listening to this episode of Cup of Joe on Big News Sports coming up next after this. <laughs> you can follow us all on Twitter. You can follow me at JD Mary. Albert, what's your Twitter? Quick. Albert Steven 49. There you go. Hunter, Hunter. Brantley 8. Aiden Dollins. Aiden underscore Dollin. You can follow Tide at Tide 109. Big News Sports is up next with Matt Coulter, Lars Anderson, and Christian Miller. Thank you all for listening and have a great one.